Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to a bonus episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim. And in this episode, we're discussing Ron Howard's 13 Lives. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. Now in this bonus episode, 13 Lives, which after a global rescue mission is assembled in Thailand, where a group of young boys and their soccer coach are trapped in a system of underground caves that are flooding. 13 Lives is based on the incredible true story that gripped the world back in 2018. 13 Lives is directed by Oscar-winning director Ron Howard of, of course, Apollo 13, The Da Vinci Code, A Beautiful Mind, Need I Go On. So many beautiful movies. Richie from Happy Days. Yeah. <laughs> from a screenplay by William Nicholson, who is the co-writer of Gladiator and also wrote Les Miserables and Unbroken. From a story by Nicholson and Don McPherson, who wrote Alien 3. There you go. There you David go. Finch's Alien 3. Yeah. 13 Lives stars Viggo Mortensen. Colin Farrell, Joel Edgerton, Tom Bateman, Paul Gleason, Patrick Horn Tung Supercol, Tui Thirafat Sajakul, James Tiridan Sapapampinho, Sahajak Boon Thunakit, and Weir Sakalawat Kanaros. 13 Lives is a pretty long film, right? It's mm. two and a half hours long. Yeah. But I don't think it felt long. No, I, I agree. There's a lot going on and it's a captivating story. I mean, it captivating the world at the time, as we said, 2018. If you're not familiar with the story, mm. 12 boys from a soccer team and their soccer coach went into a cave to explore after winning a game. Yes. And became stuck when um, the monsoon rains came in. and, and Early. Yeah. It, it wasn't monsoon season mm. yet, but the rains came in. And they go to this cave a lot. It's something that they do... Uh, in their spare time, mm. and they go quite deep into the cave, and flash flooding came about, and they were trapped very, very mm. deep in there mm. and couldn't get out. I will never forget the news coverage yeah. of this event 
I was absolutely gripped to the news, as was the entire world. Mm. Do you remember this happening those few years ago? Yeah, I do. It wasn't that long ago. And I remember thinking a thought that was dashed from watching this film that how did they get trapped? Mm. Because you think, oh, yeah, okay, the water was rising pretty fast. But what this film explains is that they're really far in. They're kilometres into this cave and there's narrow passages that they've squeezed through. Like they've really claustrophobically squeezed their way into this cave. Mm. It's not like an easy just stroll in and stroll back out. It's yeah. It's a bit nuts. Yeah, I mean, and the film does a beautiful job, which we'll talk about, no doubt, in visually mm. showing how claustrophobic this system of caves are. Yeah. But, you know, there was a big challenge for the filmmakers in this film to mm. create suspense around a story that you already know the outcome of. Yeah. You know the boys survive. You know they get out. They do get rescued. And I think then the focus for them as filmmakers, Ron Howard and the team, was to really authentically capture the events that led to the rescue. And I feel they succeeded in authentically bringing the story Mm. to life, certainly visually. Yeah, authenticity was a big, big focus for the filmmakers. One thing, though, if you're looking for a lot of background on the rescuers or the Mm. families or the kids themselves, you're not going to get that here. No. It plays out very much like a documentary. Yes. But just removing the documentary aspects like interviews and and real footage Mm. and it's just the dramatization of it which i don't know it kind of walks the line between the two then doesn't it it's not quite a thrilling fictional film but it's not quite a documentary either they do walk the line well in terms of not sensationalizing the drama and the suspense like it's there and it's done really well i mean ron howard is the master of creating suspense Mm. if you're familiar with his work Mm. apollo 13 comes to mind again another story where you know the outcome of what happens to those astronauts but somehow pulls you in and grips you in but you know how it said it plays out like a documentary. Mm. Have you seen the Nat Geo documentary, The Rescue, on this story? I have not, no. It is one of the best documentaries I have mm. ever seen. Well, see, I am aware of that. And it was only out in October of last, last year. year. Yeah. But I'm not sure how much this adds as a recreation. So they're coming at this from a different angle where they're just recreating what happened. And there's also actually a six-part limited series coming to Netflix in September. Is there? Yeah, that's a Thai international production as well, starring Aussie actors Roger Corsa and Damon Harriman, co-produced by John M. Chu of In the Heights fame. Wow. And it makes me wonder, what are all these films adding to what was, as you said, already Mm. a really fantastic documentary telling the story? Mm. You think, okay, so Ron Howard wants to dramatise it and turn it into a bit more of a – not. Entertaining is the wrong word, yeah. I guess, but an authentic, suspenseful, as you said, retelling. Yes. Does it add that to it, though? For me, as, as a viewer who's seen the documentary, now the film, having them as two products together actually works quite nicely together. Mm. I think what the film does that the documentary doesn't necessarily lean into is getting an insight into the Thai culture and customs surrounding the rescue. Right. And I felt they were quite beautifully dealt with understanding the anger of the mountain the praying, the gifts, that sort of cultural Mm. layer of this in some way was was a nice layer to this film to give it a little Mm. bit more hard or context there. And just on that, another thing this film addresses really well is all the farmers, all the people on the outside 
this central story, mm. you know, all the farmers who lost their crops, essentially their livelihoods. Devastating. When volunteers tried to divert the water from the mountain and it just ended up drowning these their crop fields. fields. Yeah. 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 See, so that was definitely an interesting thing to see the impact mm. on the locals. Yeah. I mean, you've got a real sense of everything else that was going on, not just in the cave system, but the surrounding community. I think they had 10,000 volunteers from all around the world coming to help get these 13 people out of the caves. Yeah. It was an extraordinary effort. Yes. And as we said, this film doesn't give much background. It jumps straight into the action. Yes. Pretty much it jumps straight into the event mm. and the rain flooding in and then the rescue efforts and, yeah. and skips over the first few days really quickly, actually. Yeah, it does. You can imagine that those that involved on the ground there, days would have just blurred into one. So mm. I guess you had that sense here. But you say how it just jumps straight into the action. It really, really does. You don't get much of a backstory. I do encourage you to watch the documentary, The Rescue, because mm. you really get to to meet the divers and the Navy SEALs and and those people to understand what it was like. Mm. And that helped me, I guess, connect with Vigo and Colin's characters, although Mm. I did feel like they they were quite muted performances as Mm. well. They definitely felt like real people. I've been told Colin Farrell's performance is spot on to the real guy. Would you say that? They felt very familiar to the men. Mm. Uh, based on the interviews that they did yeah. for the documentary. It's interesting, you know, these two men that Viggo Mortensen play and Colin Farrell plays mm. are just cave divers, like, that do it in their spare time, but they're yep. so experienced at it that they also are called upon to do tricky rescues. Yes. Because the Navy SEALs try to have a go and they just can't navigate these tunnels. They can't get in there. So this mm. is the parts of the rescue that you don't really realise. You think like, what's so tough about getting some kids out of a cave? Like, what's going on? If Navy SEALs can do it, come on. But it turns out they couldn't because their equipment was so bulky and they weren't trained for this kind of experience. Yeah, the Navy SEALs, if I'm correct, they're used to diving very experienced divers in open water. Mm. Well, cave diving ain't open water. Yeah, it's very different. You know, you referenced before how tight these tunnels were and the claustrophobic, Mm. you know, there's a very specific way that you need to dive through those Mm. Because there was no visibility, currents, all those sorts of things that they reference and talk about in the movie. Yeah. And I I quite liked the – what this movie did well was showcase like how much of a political challenge this was as well. With the mayor, the minister, the Navy SEALs, egos being told that they're not skilled enough, they have to bring in other people. Obviously, at the heart of it, they just wanted to get these boys and their coach Mm. out alive. And all these volunteers were just there hanging out, waiting Mm. for – the, the government officials to go, okay, yeah, we really do need the help because mm. they, they didn't know what they were doing. That, that was a really fascinating aspect, I think. Mm. Yeah. Oh, another layer of this movie, mm. I, want, I want to know if you found it helpful because they obviously do it a lot in the documentary, a mm. lot of graphics and things, and Ron Howard decides to have some sort of infographic where you understand where in the cave mm. they are visually, how many hours they've been diving yeah. for at a time. Did that help you with like your spatial awareness and understanding the scale and scope of the rescue, having it, not watched the doco? It did, but I actually didn't fully understand whether that the time that was being put on the screen was return or one right. way. I think yeah, I figured okay. out in the end it was one way. Uh, it was like something like six hours one way to get to, to get to the kids. God. I mean, it didn't take them that long to get in there, but it was taking no. the divers like six or seven hours just to navigate all these tunnels and get to the boys, as you said, against the current with mm. low visibility, with all the sediment being like churned up. and Setting up all the ropes so yeah. guided future divers. Yeah, and they actually brought in the real rescuers, Rick Stanton, 
who's played by Viggo Mortensen, and Jason Mallinson, who's played by Paul Gleason. They were brought in as consultants to make sure that there was accuracy in how they did the dives and what was the equipment that was needed and all that kind of thing. I mean, that brings it back to the point you made earlier, the importance of Ron Howard bringing authenticity to this incredible true story. And I'm glad that they did that because that goes a long way for your experience as an audience. One thing I found hard to reconcile with, not in terms of the filmmaking, but you know, people spent days trying to find them in the mm. first instance. They couldn't find them because they were quite far along, as we said. So they find them on day 10. The boys have already been in there for 10 days with no food, not much fresh water, I don't think. Other than what was dripping down into the yeah. caves naturally. So it's, it's a miracle in the first instance that they were still alive after 10 100%. days. It is insane. And then it takes even longer to form a plan on how to get them out. And one thing I found really hard to reconcile with was that the the parents weren't brought into this plan. Mm. We won't reveal too much about the plan because I think that's a bit of a spoiler, but it it is a really shocking and controversial plan that they come up with for getting the kids out because they can't simply get the boys to swim with alongside of them. There's no room for starters. And as they saw at one point during the film, people panic. Yes. So they needed a safe way to get them out. They didn't bring the parents in on this, but when the boys were eventually brought out one by one, they didn't tell the parents whose son had been brought out. Yeah. I found that really strange and I wondered if it was a true thing. Look, I I would assume it was true because if it wasn't true, then surely as a filmmaker you'd want those sorts of moments to be revealed Mm. to get that character, that reaction and that drama. But how upsetting. You're a parent, you're a group of parents sitting there waiting for news about their son and a helicopter goes overhead one by one. I guess you could say if they told them one by one, then each one would drop off and then the last couple of parents left there would have no support system. Yeah, that's a good point. (sighs) Yeah, The rescue effort in terms of what they ultimately decided to do was shrouded in so much secrecy because Mm. it was so controversial. Mm. It had never been done before and they Mm. didn't know if it was going to work. And so I think there was that level of respect for the parents because imagine if they knew how they were getting the boys out. Mm you wouldn't be able to reel that emotion in. No. That stress already after two weeks or more that they were in there before they started pulling them out. And if something went wrong. Oh, I mean, gosh. (laughs) It's very stressful to watch, isn't (laughs) it? It is so stressful. And in the documentary, sorry to keep going back to that, Mm -hmm. but when they do talk about them coming up with that idea, you just see the weight of that decision and that responsibility on them in those Mm. moments and how they were feeling and I guess ultimately the relief at the end of yeah. it all, like you can't, it's just palpable. Do you think the actors portrayed that well in their performance? Yes. I mean, I mentioned before that they're quite muted performances, mm. like that you feel like they are real people. Yeah. I mean, there's a great line that Viggo Mortensen's character says, and you can imagine these people in these high stress environments and the mental state they need to be in. And he goes, They are just packages. We are the delivery guys. You you have to take the emotion out. And so I guess Mm. some of that emotion was taken out of the performances because they didn't have Mm. the ability to be super emotional because they had a job to do. But also because we don't get a lot of context Mm. or backstory to the characters, it really puts the pressure on the actors to portray so much in their performance, not just physically but emotionally, as you said, and in the expressions and things like that. Mm. We mentioned before Colin Farrell's performance is very close to the real guy, John Volonthan. He's a British cave diver who specialises in volunteer rescues. And then you've got Viggo Mortensen, his character, um, who was Rick Stanton. As you expect from those actors, fantastic Mm. performances. 
And then you get Joel Edgerton, the Australian, who yeah. again puts in a really great performance. As Dr. Harry. Dr. Harry Harris. Yeah. What a name. <laughs> Dr. Harry, <yeah. laughs> Dr. Harry Harris. <laughs> he owns it. <laughs> yeah, amazing. But he's going through quite a tumultuous personal time as well while he's there. Yes. His father's quite ill. And mm. yeah, I don't know. I kind of wanted more of that, but. I mean, look, no, I feel you. And I felt that there was a lack of like emotion in this movie. Yeah. But when you think about it, you said the movie's like two and a half hours long. There are so many things that happened over that two or so week period that they had to cover off mm. in order to have the rescue effort and the story make sense for the audience. I wonder whether the decision to strip back getting to know these people at a more intimate level was detrimental to your ability to connect to it Yeah, in some way. But that's why I think it felt more like a documentary, documentary. with just a heavier focus on recreations. Yeah. It was an interesting approach. Well, let's talk about the recreations yeah. and, and how they brought that to life. The, the thing that I want to call out immediately is the sound design. Yeah. I mean, the bubbles, the breathing, and then there's this really, really intense moment of silence in this movie that just, mm. it's so loud that silence is deafening. Well, operating a camera on the water or underneath the water is extremely difficult. And the underwater director of photography, Simon Christidis, he has to negotiate the tight tunnels that they've reconstructed mm. for the filming. Like they really built these tight spaces for isn't, the people to get through. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. yeah. They reconstructed the most challenging parts of the tunnels too. They really wanted to focus on the on the most difficult parts. I mean, production designer Molly Hughes had a task ahead of her and her team because my understanding is that when you're recreating natural elements like caves and everything, mm. they can tend to look quite fake. Yeah. You can tell styrofoam all the rest of it you know obviously i'm not an idiot like <laughs> of course i knew that they were sets but it f i found it hard to understand that they were sets because they felt so yeah real you think they went to the real cave and, and oh. filmed in there yeah i mean they actually weren't able to film very much in thailand due to mm. covid restrictions yes. sadly but they really wanted it to be a co-production mm. um so it was filmed in australia a lot of it in another, northern Queensland. Another big Aussie production yeah. during the pandemic. I don't know about you though, but I could tell in the very beginning, right, I could tell immediately that it was an Australian soccer field that the boys were playing on. Did you Did you get that? No, I didn't get that you've feeling. Got, you've got the single brick clubhouse, the dry, dead-looking grass. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately was like, yep, that's, that's Australia. So my understanding was that they did capture some establishing shots and things yeah. of Thailand in the village. Mm. I found that to be a nice marriage, I mean, of filming in Australia and mm. in Thailand. I mean, I didn't have that disconnect of noticing that it looks like an, an Aussie <laughs> soccer field or football field, if you will. Yeah, I mean, that's like the opening shots of the movie. So you were like, well, yep. here we are in Oz. Yeah. <laughs> okay, should we wrap up our review of 13 Lives? Yeah, let's do it. So, look, I will forever be in awe of this true story in how the community and the world came together to save those 13 lives. And between this film and the documentary film, there's an incredible body of work that attempts to demonstrate the sheer impossibility of the task we will simply never fully understand. Ron Howard is a master of tension and suspense and was the perfect director to convey the experiences of the divers in those flooded caves and bring drama into the fold. I was gripped to the film and it is an incredible replication of the caves and surrounding elements, but I felt it did lack a layer of emotion I was waiting to feel, but it never quite got there. Mm. I'm going to rate 13 Lives three and a half popcorn kernels. Well, 13 Lives is a really well told and respectfully told story that had me absorbed the whole way through its long runtime. 
But it's also a story that is ready-made for a thrilling dramatisation. I didn't really touch on this too much during our chat, but if you're going to dramatise a story like this, especially when there's already a really good documentary that exists, I would have expected a bit more. I think it becomes too cautious and contemplative, especially after the first couple of trips through the tunnels. You know, you get a sense of what it is and how difficult it is and then you just see more and more of that. I mean, it doesn't need Hollywood glitz and glamour. I'm not suggesting that The Rock goes busting through stalactites (laughs) to save the boys. That was a Um, deleted scene. Yeah, but it is lacking a bit of passion and emotion, as you said. I'm going to give 13 Lives three popcorn kernels out of five. Well, there you go. 13 Lives will stream on Prime Video from August 5th. And that's it for another bonus episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. We are now on YouTube, guys, where you will find our latest celebrity video interviews. Simply search Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single one. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.